Frequent wars and regime changes in China in the 10th century made life miserable for ordinary people, and many of them sought spiritual comfort from Buddhism. Located on the western border area and far away from the epicenter of social disturbances, the construction of Buddhist caves continued in Dunhuang. The wheel of Chinese history then turned to the Sung Dynasty in the year 960, raising the curtain on another culturally brilliant era of imperial China. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Why We Love Dunhuang podcast. As we say hello to the Sung Dynasty, do remember to give this podcast a five-star rating, leave a comment or share with your friends. In our previous episode, we already mentioned the Cao family, who sponsored the construction of Cave 61. The Cao family governed the Dunhuang area for more than a century and attached great importance to friendly relations with surrounding ethnic groups. Today, we'll visit another large-scale cave excavated by the Cao family, who had devoted their belief and enthusiasm for Buddhism into the construction of Magao Caves. Cave 55 was built during the Sung Dynasty in China. Compared with the earlier caves, the Sung Caves are broader in scale. At the centre of the cave is a back-screened Buddhist altar. Three groups of statues are cast on the altar, representing the scene of the three assemblies of Maitreya. In Buddhism, Maitreya is a bodhisattva who will appear on Earth in the future. It is believed that once the current cosmic era has destroyed itself, he will be reborn as the teaching Buddha of the next great era. Thus he is also known as the future Buddha, and has a well-known name in Chinese, Mi Le Fu. It is said that after Maitreya becomes a Buddha, he will preach three times under the dragon flower trees. This is called the Three Assemblies and will bring good fortune to the world. All sentient beings will reach enlightenment after attending one of the assemblies. Statues showing the preaching scene of Maitreya were quite popular in China at that time, reflecting people's strong desire for a better life. Back to the statues in Cave 55. The figures and clothing of the various statues remain in Tang style, but different from the coloured Buddha statues of the previous dynasty, the Sung statues are quite well carved in an authentic style and closer to real people of secular society. The figures' heads are small in proportion, yet remain plump and elegant. The postures of the bodhisattvas are graceful and exquisite. They are the finest of the Sung Dynasty statues in the Magao Caves. Another highlight of Cave 55 are the Sutra paintings. It has illustrations of 16 sutras on its slopes and sidewalls, making it one of the few caves in Dunhuang with such a large number of sutras depicted. This also reflects local people's strong belief in Buddhism and great enthusiasm for the interpretation of Buddhist ideas at that time. There are many well-depicted Buddhist stories with different themes on the walls. 
If you are a story hunter, this is the cave for you. For example, one of the paintings on the east wall of the main room tells the story of how a kind-hearted man and his sons saved 10,000 fish. The story goes like this. Once upon a time, there was a man who was proficient in medical skills and deeply respected by the locals. One day, he led his two sons to a village to see patients. On their way, they saw many animals all running in one direction, which was quite strange. So they followed the animals and found a big fish pond. Due to the scorching sun, the water in the pond was about to dry up and there were 10,000 dying fish in the pond. Seeing the scene, the compassionate doctor wanted to help the fish and started looking for water with his sons. They borrowed 20 elephants from the king and carried water back and forth from a river many times to fill the pool. They also fed the fish and all the fish in the pond were saved. This kind-hearted man was actually a previous life of Shakyamuni. He also prayed for the afterlife of the fish. Later, these 10,000 fish were reborn as deities in heaven, and they showed gratitude to the man by brightening the sky with thousands of pearls. The story, which is a reflection of Buddhist thoughts of mercy and goodness, unfolds from the top to bottom on the mural of Cave 55. Even after a thousand years, you can still see clearly the green river and the elephants carrying water bags. Having abundant wealth and great passion for Buddhism, Tsao's clan built dozens of caves in Dunhuang, many of which were splendid large format caves with beautiful murals. Even from today's perspective, it is still a very ambitious project, showcasing a high level of technology to not only excavate such a huge cave in the sandstone cliff, but also to achieve its delicate internal layout. The emphasis on painting in the Sung Dynasty was unique in the entire history of ancient China. There was a painting academy in the capital, and the status of painters was also unprecedentedly improved. However, murals with Buddhist themes gradually faded out of the mainstream, as more painters preferred to paint on paper or silk rather than on walls. But in Dunhuang, some large-scale Buddhist murals were created in the Sung Dynasty, thanks to the great support of the Tsao family. Due to a high demand for mural paintings, the Tsao family even followed suit and organized a painting academy in Dunhuang, specializing in the decoration of caves. Also, a large amount of cyan pigment was produced and used. That's why green is a constant theme in the mural paintings during this period. However, the establishment of the painting academy was a double-edged sword. In the early stage, it encouraged mass production of Dunhuang murals, but in the later period, it resulted in stylized forms, weakened art expression and a lack of uniqueness. There are more than a hundred caves in Dunhuang belonging to the Five Dynasties and the Sung Dynasty. Most of them are remodeled and repainted caves of former dynasties. 
but the artistic grandeur and delicacy of the Tang dynasty gradually disappeared. The heyday of Dunhuang was coming to an end. Of course, that's not the case with this cave. Cave 55, representing the highest level of Buddhist sculpture and murals in the Sung dynasty, now stands there, quiet and solemnly reflecting the glory of the past. Yet we can still imagine the lively scene when it was crowded with workers and artists, leaving evidence for us to explore and stories for us to find concerning Dunhuang, the largest Buddhist art gallery in the world. Special thanks go out to the Dunhuang Academy and San Liang Zhongdu for contributing to the content of this podcast. If you like the show, do give us a five-star rating or a review. I'm Graham Stevens. See you on the next episode of the Why We Love Dunhuang podcast. <laughs>